Welcome, I'm Julie Bacon, and you're listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast, a podcast for dog handlers who are on a mission to achieve big goals. I will share lessons, insights, personal stories, and tools you can apply during your next show, trial, or test to help you strengthen your mental game and hopefully cue more consistently. So if you are ready to improve your competitive mindset, get out of your own way, and connect with your dog like never before, then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. All right, this week we are going to play with the question of are you, or me, or anyone, are we competitive? Um, and what does that mean? And I'm not going to bust out the dictionary or look up the definition of the word because I think that whatever it says, we've probably traveled pretty far away from the original and like origins and Latin and whatever else that that word came from and the idea of competing. Um, because I would say that, yes, all of us are competitive. Um, but where that has taken on new meaning, I think that people are like afraid to admit that they are competitive because people see that as, well, if I win, someone else has to lose. And then that is by nature being competitive. And yes, of course, when we look at sports outside of dog sports, we look at uh, you know, it's football season as I record this. We look at football. Yes, there are winners and there are losers. Um, but as we know, as we play our mindset games, um, we know that sometimes winning is winning in our own game, you know, or winning against ourselves. Or as a friend was recently saying, she's like, it's I'm just me against uh, me and my dog against the course. Um, and um, that same person was like, yeah, I used to be more competitive, not as competitive anymore. And I thought to myself, this is a good topic <laughs> because I think this person is incredibly competitive. I think of myself as competitive. What I'm not maybe anymore or less so in my later years and my, I would like to think I have more wisdom is I'm not as competitive against other people, right? I'm no longer... I don't have my eyes on anyone else. Like my eyes are on my own paper at this point in my life. And yes, dog sports allow me to do that, right? I I can get a mock without ever beating another dog, right? Um, I can, you know, just get a grand championship on my dog while never being best to breed necessarily, right? So, I mean, there's a lot of ways that we can win and do well in dog sports without someone else having to lose. And, um, and so I think this is a really interesting mindset conversation. Um, and it made me think of Bull Durham, <laughs> which I know is random, um, but I'm a Bull Durham fan. And I always have... Um, I have this scene in my head a lot of times when I do well with my dogs and I'm going to sort of read it to you, but I can't do it justice because a dramatic readings and, um, B, you know, I don't really have the license to use this, but it's when, um, if you know the movie, it's when, um, Kevin Costner's character, they're on the bus and Nuke LaRouche, Nuke, I didn't even say that right. Anyway, Nuke is getting on and he's, and he says, as he's coming down the aisle, he says, I love winning. He's like, I effing love winning. 
you hear me? You hear what I'm saying? It's like, it's like so much better than losing. (laughs) And I think of that quote uh, twice a weekend when I compete with my dogs, at least. It's so much better than losing. And I think that what we are also defining as we talk about being competitive is you talk about being competitive, you can't help but talk about winning. And what is winning? And I think my definition of winning has changed and changes with every dog and with every dog at every stage that that dog is in, right? When they're babies, we have different expectations. When they get to be those like comfy old shoes, you know, we have different expectations and they change again as they go through an injury and a rehab or even as they get to a retired stage and they're, we're either dropping them down in height and agility or they're not running at all or they're changing sports as in the case of my oldest, who's now doing scent work, right? Um, So I think that definition keeps changing for us. And, but I have said, if you ever overhear me talking to my dogs, you may have heard me say, as I come out of the ring, like if they do something really right, I may say, you know, um, it's like so much better than losing to them. Because in my head, It's that euphoric feeling of what is winning. And we could have just had three bars, but gotten our weaves. Who might I be talking about? Um, And to me, that's winning, right? And so the question then comes back to is then, well, what is being competitive? If we're not beating someone else, can we be competitive? And I think that that's um, really an interesting conversation because to me and why as we get older i think this fades a little bit is we stop looking at other people right we stop looking at other people to know whether or not we won whether you embrace that quote that comparison is the thief of joy or you just stop comparing yourselves to others for other non quoted reasons <laughs> or you just come to, something happens in your dog career like an injury or rehab or something, and you realize the focus needs to be in a different place. And that the fact that you are just stepping into the ring again is the victory, is the winning. And no one else knows your journey, truly. Um, No one else knows what you went through. And um, so how could anyone really, truly either celebrate or judge you Um, without standing in those shoes and in all of those experiences. And I think it also, it's interesting to see outwardly as we start to do well as competitors, when we see people around us want to beat us, right? Or that our success makes someone else unhappy, okay? And I think that's interesting because once again, again, I used to care more about that, right? I used to care more about the fact that, you know, at, you know, when you're, when you're beginning and you're new and you don't know anything and you're green as green gets and everybody's like wants to see you win and then you start winning and everybody wants to see you lose. And I think, well, that's, I I was just having this conversation. I was like, well, it's not about me. That's not about me. That's about them or the other person. Um, and again, wanting to beat me. And so I think, and it all swirls back to being competitive and this concept of having to beat someone else. 
And whether we were in a sport like football, where there had to be a winner and a loser at the end of said game or season, um, even takes taking that part aside that that doesn't because it does pertain to dog sports sometimes. Like someone does have to win and someone does have to lose. You know, confirmation, obedience, if you're going for odge points and like, you know, different things. It does matter. Um, I'm just saying that there are lots of ways that we can cue, qualify, get other points where someone doesn't have to lose necessarily. Anywho, um, my point is, is that when we are focused on beating someone else or we're focused on... I mean, I can't even believe feeling bad for have beaten someone else. Um, the focus is not on us. The focus is on the someone else. Um, and I would also argue that that is definitely outcome based because the focus is not only on another person other than yourself and your own experience and your own performance, but it's on um, the outcome right? Because you're already, like I I always say, you're already in the car driving home. You're already to the end of the day where a winner and a loser have been proclaimed, all right? By however your sport gets you there, right? You jumped the farthest, you ran the fastest, whatever it is, okay? So I think that um, we can be competitive, and still keep our eyes on our own paper and still have our own process goals at heart and and still realize that there are enough cues to go around and that we sometimes do take the number one spot and sometimes we don't, um, but it doesn't make us any less competitive. To me, and this is something that came out of this really great conversation I was having with somebody, to me, being competitive is being willing to do the work. And that's what it comes down to. Even in this Bull Durham thing, I was watching the clip on YouTube wanting to get the quote right. And the rest of the clip is like, after he says it's it's like so much better than losing, he says, teach me something new, man. I, I need to learn. <laughs> and I think that's also like the perfect segue, right? Is that we want to always be... Um, just kind of reinventing maybe what competitiveness looks like and realizing what is it that we need to learn next? What is our next way that we each individually level up as competitors? How are we leveling up our mindset, for instance, as competitors? You're listening to this podcast, you're um, seeking out other information or listening to other people or taking other people's classes or online classes or whatever, whatever. You've decided that mindset or, you know, being able to perform in the ring sort of on command is something that is important to you. And I believe, you know, by you really focusing on us, on it, by all of us focusing on it, it will give you an edge. All right. And that is being competitive. Now, what is your edge? How do you use your edge? That's kind of how you put that into motion. But when we seek out, when we want to learn, when we um, invest in ourselves, whether we invest in our class or we just invest, you know, 20 minutes a week listening to something, um, we are working to improve. Um, Part of another friend's story was that, you know, she was saying on one hand, she used to be more competitive And then, but she also literally spent the last year rehabbing a dog that they thought would never do its sport again. And um, she just, you know, came back from 
trial with like back-to-back highest honors that you could do. And no one knows that her competitiveness, this is a person saying she's not as competitive anymore, was that year, right? She won that trial in that year. And it's like choking me up to talk about it because I think that when we are willing to put in the work and the time and the effort that nobody sees, that's when we're being our most competitive, right? To me, that's the the gruelingness of it all, the practice, the getting up early, the starting to work out because you want to run faster next to your dog or be in better shape for your dog. Like that's being competitive. Um, like, so it's, it's kind of like, what are you willing to do for it? You know, show me you're competitive by showing me what else you're willing to do. And, you know, that was a lot of the conversation too, was about like, yeah, but you were, you were willing to do all of this. Right. And I have conversations about that with people all the time. You know, I have, I've had two dogs who have needed TPLOs and, um, both of, which is a knee surgery and, for those of you who don't know what a TPLO is, I hope you never do. Um, but um, they've asked me about it. And in both cases, my dogs returned to um, both agility and draft at the open level, which meant pulling their weight. And that required a whole bunch of rehab and dedication and getting up and working in the rain or working when I didn't feel like working and blah, 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 all that stuff. And to me, that's where, that's where we got the title. We got the title in the mornings I didn't feel like getting up, right? That's where you do that, okay? So I don't know. This is a little bit, it's like one of those conversations. It's a little bit pep talk, <laughs> but it's a little bit like perspective shift in that when we say that we are or are not competitive, I think we're starting to use that word, that phrase, you know, to be competitive as that you have to beat someone else. And so we back down. We say, oh, I'm not competitive. I don't, I don't, I don't really want any, I don't really want anybody to lose. So, so therefore I'm not competitive. Well, that's crap. Like I don't want anyone to lose either, but I'm absolutely competitive and I'm competitive enough that I will get up in the morning and go work my dogs or bring them back from a surgery or a rehab or something like that because I want to do the sport again. Or maybe I just want to have a pet who I can take on a hike again because they really love being outdoors, right? That's where, like, to me, that's where the grit and the determination and the competitiveness lives in all of those other hours. So to how you label yourself, if you label yourself as competitive or not competitive, uh, it doesn't matter. You can label yourself a wallflower or, you know, a killer, a cheetah, like whatever you want to think about. Um, and I don't think that, you know, having a killer instinct necessarily needs to be worn on your sleeve. There are some people who do, and I love that for them, right? I love that you can, you know, that you can see people and from like a mile away or I can't actually see that far, but from a long ways away, you can tell that like that's their game face and they came to play. And I love that. I, I respect that. I look at those people and I'm like, yes, you go. You get it today. You know, I'm all in their corner. Um, but I also want everybody to realize is like you don't have to look like that to quote be successful or competitive or any of these other labels that we adopt without thinking of their meaning, 
right? So the fact that some people have bought into the fact that like in order to be competitive, you have to want somebody else to lose or you have to have that killer like face on in the morning or whatever is something that you decided to buy into. It's not necessarily true, okay? I want everybody to be um, competitive for in that I want them to always be bettering themselves. I want them to, you to all be competitive with yourselves. I'm competitive with myself. I challenge, I love challenging myself to see what else I can do. Um, I love trying to figure things out. I love trying to be a better handler next month than I was this month than I was last month. Um, that to me is where my competitive spirit comes out. And, you know, of course, yes, winning, it's like so much better than losing (laughs) and feel free to take that Bull Durham quote with you. Um, But I think it's winning against our process goals, against our journeys, against the things that we worked for and we worked really hard for. And sometimes people um, don't see the work, don't see the effort. You know, um, I started, I was watching videos of me running one of my dogs in agility and I was like, oh, I hate how I'm running now. Not that I ever ran like some like champion cross country, whatever, whatever. Um, but what I could tell was that I, the way I was carrying myself, I wasn't as mobile. I wasn't able to react and move as fast because my core wasn't in as good a shape anymore. You know, I just, I had lost some of my, um, in shapeness. <laughs> and so I looked at that and I was like, Hey, that's important for me to be able to not only just run, I wasn't trying to run faster, but run and respond and run more responsively. Maybe that's a better way to put it that I needed to be in a little better shape and a little better shape in certain ways, right? Because we hold ourselves up with our core, yada, yada, not going to go down this rabbit hole. Um, But point being is that's a way in that I'm competitive is that like, oh, I looked at a video and once I got the, the notes from the actual run, one of the notes I took away was like, oh yeah, I'm, I can't, no wonder I'm not as responsive. <laughs> like I just can't move. Like I got to, girls got to be able to move better. Right. And that's an invisible way that I am working on my game without anybody really knowing, seeing, caring, and maybe we'll ever notice. Um, but I'll notice and I'll know that I'm better for it. Right. So whether it's mindset, whether it's physical, whether it's your skills and you're practicing in your backyard or in your garage or in your living room, um, you know, where we are, competitive and where we invest and where we put our attention matters and it adds up and where I want you to really think about where you want to improve and what that looks like for you and where you can be putting in that effort Um, because a lot of times a lot of people don't have access to equipment Um, I don't have access to a lot of equipment. I do here and there, but not consistently. Like, so I go to classes and then I have access to equipment. Well, but the classes can only happen so often during the week. And when I was with my very first dog, I didn't have any access to any equipment other than class. And I still managed, right? But I did stuff in the invisible time where I borrowed stuff and took it home for a while and then brought it back or whatever. So it gets down to, you know, being competitive is is really about like, what are you willing to do? What are you willing to do to level up? Do you want to level up? How badly do you want to level up? 
And it's okay, by the way, if you don't. And I, and while most of this audience does, or you wouldn't be listening, um, it's okay if you or someone around you is really content with where they are. Maybe they're enjoying exactly where they are. And you, as their friend or as someone in their lives, need to be okay with that because maybe they're okay with that. Um, and that's okay too, <laughs> right? So what it looks like for you is what it looks like for you. And I would love for you to spend some time, you know, really, I would say, staring out the window and really thinking about it. Like, get a beverage in your hand and really just like contemplate like where in your life in your life life or even in your dog handling life do you want to improve and what do you need to do to do that to improve to get where you want to go and then are you willing to do it right because there are some things I want to improve on but I'm not willing to do all of that work right and I'm going to use the very easy example for me that obedience is something that's in that. When I watch beautiful obedience, I'm like, oh my God, it's like butter. It's like, it's like beautiful dressage to me. It's just, it's gorgeous and it's flawless. And I get super motivated and I go home and like for about an hour, I'm like, oh, I want to be able to do that. And then I'm like, I don't want to work that hard because those people, that performance I just saw is like hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of work. And I mean, major claps and whoops for those people who put in that work. And if you're one of those people, hat, my proverbial hat is way off to you. Um, but I asked myself very honestly, great, do I want to do what it's going to take to put me in that kind of position? And the answer usually comes back as a no. And that's okay. That's okay. My level of obedience, half my expectations, I should say, have to match the effort I'm willing to put in. All right. So that's why we have to think about it. That's why we have to do the stare out the window and really look at our whole dog lives and our dog sports and where we want to spend our time and what we're willing to let go of. And, you know, because it's a trade off. I mean, we can do a sport every weekend or some, not a lot, a lot of times now during the week. And, um, there's money and resources involved. There's time, you know, there's wear and tear on us, on our dogs, on our vehicles. There's just where, you know, how do we prioritize? How are we going to put it together? So every so often I need you to really think about that and, um, really put your story together and then figure out where you want to like spend your effort. Um, and by doing this, we don't just blindly get up and do the same thing tomorrow as we did yesterday. We make conscious decisions and we put our effort in the places where we need them to go. And of course, for some people, having a plan that is structured is great because then you don't have to think. You just get up and you do whatever the plan says. And for other people, they you know, rebel against structure and they have to figure out another way. And that's great too. <laughs> okay. Um, point is, I need you to think it through. So think it through, think about what being competitive means to you and what you're willing to do to get the goals that you have set for yourself. 
and then, you know, make a plan or, you know, decide to invest more time in mindset or obedience or agility or whatever it is that you want, wherever you want to spend your time. It will also help you prioritize. Okay. And for those people who are competitive in the sense of that they do want to win against other people, I am cheering you on also. I I think that is an amazing thing to want as well. And what I will say is, yes, but you still have to run your race, your run, you know, whatever it is first. You still have to do everything you need to do, your process goals and all that to put you in a position of winning that day, of being in the number one podium spot, right? So um, it's still the same, um, but I just wanted to have that kind of like chitty chat about competitiveness and kind of what it means to everybody today since it was top of mind. And of course, now I'm gonna I'm gonna go have to watch Bull Durham again for the like 1200th time. Um, but uh, that's a personal problem. And um, anyway, I, yeah, so go think about that. Um, and also don't forget to always check the show notes there. Uh, my planner is coming out super excited about it. It's going to be a great Christmas present, all that. And, um, and if you put your name in the link in the show notes, then I'll be sure to send you an email about it. Other than that, I hope whatever you are up to this week, you are having a great week with your dogs. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. I would love it if you found me on Instagram or Facebook at The Q Coach and let me know how it's going. I also offer a monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out the blog and other free content. And finally, be sure to share, subscribe, and leave a review as it helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.